We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left. Al Golden spoke to the media, and it made me think. We're going to hear from Prince Collie and Nolan Ziegler as well. But he said some things that we discussed that I thought would be pretty interesting. You put up your comments about Marcus Freeman in his second year and the differences that we should see. Here's Al Golden on his thoughts on what's changed in year two under Marcus Freeman. You know, he, he, he hasn't said that, but I could see everything just slows down. Year one, uh, you could imagine, you know, just all the places that he was pulled last year. I think everything's slowing down for him. And uh, I think we all feel his personality right now. We all know exactly what he wants in every aspect of the program. Uh, and I think he's really clear. He's always been clear. It's just everybody's hearing the message um, repetitively now and, and uh, and consistently and, and um, so it's he makes it really easy to give him what he wants and I think that's a sign of a great leader and as I told you I think he's awesome I think he's uh, I think he's the guy that's going to take us where we want to go he uh, just every day he's got a vision for the program uh, he's really clear cares like crazy about the kids um, you know not just on the field I'm talking about uh, in the classroom in the community uh, all of those aspects so um, can't hide that. That's who he is on a daily basis. So from that standpoint, um, that, that would be the biggest difference. What does he mean when it says everything slows now, Left? Is that just a byproduct of Notre Dame? I do think it's a byproduct. Uh, just more attempts at it. Uh, you get a, a more better understanding of what you're going against. And I think Notre Dame is a fast track to that because it's they give you a lot that they expect you to handle that mm-hmm. is way more than the average that you would give a person so I think the attrition of just sticking to it and being consistent of a year or two getting your feet deeper more detailed guys are more comfortable <laughs> you see a, a progression that's natural but also needed you don't see an interruption in the program break where it could have been an interruption, you know, not being able to secure the Andy Lugwig and all the drama and the coaching uh, ins and outs and the hires and fires and the 
everything in between. Uh, Notre Dame program under Marcus Freeman still hasn't taken a dip that uh, could lead you to say that the next year wouldn't be better than the year before. I think we've made the right steps in recruiting. We made the right steps in coaching adjustments. Uh, we obviously see that there's evidence of some problems that could exist in the decision-making of helping the team to win a national championship bona, bona fidely uh, or bona fidely win one. But I do think Marcus Freeman has enough of the right pieces and ingredients that you can get a team that can draw up some inspiration from themselves to get over a hump that is, is seeming to be obvious, but it's not from uh, inside of the goog that's the issue. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. He went from there left, and he also talked about the players and what excites you about your defense. This is going to be that left. Think about what I said would ask Coach Zaire. What excites you about your offense at Lakewood this year? You guys yeah. coming up? Night and difference between our speed at receiver. We oh, just stop. Just stop right there. Stop right there. Speed. Right. That's how you would start. Here's Al Golden. Here's the question. What excites you about your defense this year in your second year, Coach Golden? 
Again, their approach has been great. Their effort, um, their approach every day and their preparation. Um, our MEs are down. Um, we're really getting better at the fundamentals. I could see it all over the field, the secondary. Um, the communication has been really good. That's been, you know, one of our chief priorities going into the spring with, with uh, you know, with DJ and, and Ramon and X, especially just getting them to communicate, be audible, be, be demonstrative. Uh, they've been awesome. You know, just different techniques with the corners. Um, they've responded really well and, and are challenging. Um, so I can go on and on, but just in general, it's just been the approach, the energy to, to come into the meeting room at, you know, 7.05 and uh, to present something and see those eyes, see everybody, you know, on, on the edge of their seat, see their eyes locked in and, and tracking you and trying to get better, man. That, 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 that fires you up as a coach. I'm not excited, Lev. What are you talking about? Effort and energy? Now, once again, let me let's let's do the difference. Coach Malik Zaire, right on the Lucky Lucky <laughs> podcast of Lakewood High School. Coach Zaire, in your second year as the offensive coordinator, you know what 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 are you excited about for your offense going into your I'm second excited year? Excited that we have team speed at receiver because we didn't have fast receivers last year. So I'm excited we can throw the football this year. That's it. This dude talked about energy and fundamentals, man. And eyes tracking you in the morning early, excited. Communication. We what are we talking about? Relationships? We talking about going to school. See, this is what I meant. We doing too much, man. What what is this? What are we what are you talking about? You're excited about your defense because of their fundamentals? You recruited them because of fundamentals. You recruit them because that's already in the pre-package. You know, most of the time, you know, when you buy these kids' toys, I'm looking for the already built ones. I just got this little refrigerator. Guess how many pieces it is? Too many put together. Why does a kitchen set got 50 million pieces? I'm not putting that together. Because you know why? I want the stuff that's already came with it. Mm. Notre Dame, we're bringing stuff pre-made, not assembly required. We don't go to Amazon to find things that are assembly required. We go to Amazon to get the product delivered and ready to pop out the box and get the use. So being excited about having all these pieces at Notre Dame that you got to assemble is not exciting. to me. It just seems like a lot more work. If we're working from ground up in day one, communication, energy, attitude, stuff that you're supposed to have walking in the building every day, that's the challenge on the individual. The challenge of the individual to come in, be excited, have energy, yeah. have a good attitude, communication. Yeah. That has nothing to do with a coach-player relationship at all. At all. And you should be excited about that at all. Left. Thank you. you are the, they ask you what you're excited about from getting these players again the next year. The stuff that you challenge them on an everyday basis of being energetic and having a good attitude and community. Don't tell me about that. That's not getting us better. 
be excited that they're telling you something of a goal, tangible. Oh, I can, I can see what you mean. I can't see an energy. I can't see a communication. Man, I'm excited about our defensive backs. I'm excited about Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart. Yeah. Something, man. What's the name? Say you're already bland. There's no excitement in your voice. You need that hot sauce watch from Undercover Brother. Man. So you, you need to talk to Marcus Freeman. You need to watch Marcus Freeman before he go up there and be like, take some notes. Okay, I can go in there and say a couple of those phrases. He didn't hit us with the we need to execute yet. He ain't hit us with that yet. I'm about I'm about sick of that word already. I'm so trying to figure out yo. executing, just communicating, executing. You're excited about the communication? You know they calling each other at night. <laughs> oh, we're going somewhere here. This is why wait till we get to the linebackers. Your boy Prince Collie. Man. Prince Collie is really going to give you some insight left. You might, I know you might get up and walk away after you hear what Prince Collie had to say. <laughs> Man, it, Al Golden, what are you looking for? Uh, uh, why is consistency so important to you? Probably does, as mundane as that sounds. Like, it's really hard when there's not, you know, the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel or, or the, the pot of gold there, if you will. But, um, you know, the guys that consistently prepare invest um and then do it physically on the field day in and day out because it's hard it's hard you know tomorrow they they have to get the next install um which are a lot bigger more sizable than in the season because we're trying to put a whole season's worth of defense in uh and then have recall when we get to the season so for these guys we're building a menu that they can choose off of later on so i would say the consistency of approach you know uh day in and day out and then that's really imperative on Friday, Saturday. You know, you're off the field Friday and then you got to turn around and get back on there Saturday. So uh, the guys that can do that consistently, you know, be a pro, if you will, uh, are the ones that, that you know, cap capture my admiration. You go ahead, Left. I got nothing. I'm confused. He said, if you can execute while executing, then executing, we can execute and then execute to the championship. <laughs> I just don't understand this whole non-quantifiable coach speak because if we're keeping it on that level everybody prepares different everybody learns at a different speed everybody is is taking in information differently so to generalize it like everybody's at the same speed getting better i don't believe that i don't believe x understands the defense like ramon anderson I don't believe that. I don't believe in the first day of spring they're communicating great. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So this whole, yeah, what gets you excited is that everybody's learning better. How do you know that? And it doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, you want them to know it and then execute and work hard and know their stuff and then physically perform it. J.D. Bertrand knows all the stuff. And gets beat. So what are you excited about from last year to this year when he the information in defense doesn't change much? So it can't be like you're learning something new. You can't hit us with that. You hit us with that last year. That was cool because it's new. Nobody knows. 
Now everybody knows it for the most part. You can't tell me they're learning it better. I, I don't want to know that part. We went through that season of learning it better. They, the information is the information. I don't know how much bigger the packages have gotten. But that doesn't excite me about what you're excited about. This whole not saying nothing thing. Just give it to us straight. What do you like? What do you don't like? And I think he just, he's much more of a football coach than a public speaker. Is he so caught up in his system that he might not even know individually what players do? No, I don't think he does because it take us, it took us what, 20 seconds at the end of a game to know after one play and an instant replay that Jalen Snead was going to be that dude. And it took one play at the end of the game that didn't matter when it was over. He got subbed in and he hit that boy that crazy <laughs> in the backfield. And I knew right then that's what I was excited about for that next year. It took one play. You get this man, Al Gold, coming in a whole spring later, all season, recruiting, ups and downs, at practice with him, in the meeting room with him. And you tell me they on the edge of their seat excited to do better? When me and you got on here right after watching Jalen Steed and both knew what we were going to say. Yeah. We both knew the play and the person we were going to talk about first after the whole game. The whole game that went by. Score was over, touchdowns, picks, all that. And me and you got on here the next morning wanting to talk about the end of the game, the one player that got subbed in for three plays and made the best play of the whole game. And Al Golden can't talk not one word about an individual on that team. It's weird, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, man, you can't talk about your young linebackers? You can't talk about your two defensive backs? You that general? You can't talk about Jordan Patello? Nothing. You can't talk about your starters that are returning in the middle, Riley Mills and Howard Cross. You just... You just what excites you is people learn wanting to learn. They're learning. They're learning. That's why I say all oh, they do. He's he's too dude, too we're installing a full defense so they can have recall in the fall. Yeah, what is this? Uh standardized testing? What's your core defense, man? <laughs> what are you? Are you a four three, four two five? What are you? Well, whatever the whatever the weather is. What's the weather for today? It's raining. All right, we four three. Man, partly cloudy. Oh, we are three four <laughs> with some safety blitzes. Oh, it's hot outside. Shit, we're going to five two. Man, but that's I'm... offense, though. You go talk to offense, the same thing. Oh, we're just running some stuff here and there. See what we like. Sam's doing great. Quarterback's doing good. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, Nolan Ziegler, our guy, met with the media. He's working inside at the mic, a little bit at the wheel, but he just talked about that during the spring. Um, you don't have all the free space, so you got to be um, just your feet, be quicker in the box. Um, but I think I've um, adjusted to it. Great, my uh, coaches, Coach Golden, Coach Max, all the older guys are helping me a lot. And so, um, yeah, I think it's been it's been pretty smooth. And then what's Coach Max been like just as a coach since he's gotten here? Oh yeah, he brings the juice every day. Um, you know, he's out there. You can hear him coaching it up. Um, takes his job very seriously. And yeah, I love Max. Second. Yeah, I mentioned that. From the practices, I got a chance to watch. Max Bullock brings a different energy, different style of coaching, in your face, very intentional, not only coaching the veterans, but definitely staying on top of the young players, like Jaden Osbury and Drake Bowen. And I talked about how that's going to pay huge dividends for the linebackers, in my opinion, moving forward. Yeah, Nolan, whenever, Go ahead, Lev. Yeah, whenever you get the energy to match, the, the job required of your position group. Yeah. I think you're going to find a lot of common ground and, you know, players can feel that, you know, I wouldn't want Max Bullock coaching the quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that energy, you keep that on the defensive side, but I think it'll benefit well for a guy like Nolan Ziegler who wants to learn, who wants to be in there mixing it up and who's going to make mistakes at a hundred miles an hour, but is okay because he's got that support from his coach, you know, really uh, installing that, you know, um, that passion in him. And I think if we keep that energy mm-hmm. in the linebacker room, mistakes will lessen because you're flying around and you're making people nervous. What do you need to work on to get on the field, Nolan? Hey, just working on my technique. Um, you know, just getting the playbook, mastering it um, so I can play free, fly around. Um, we just not have to think out there. You mentioned technique. Where have you improved in that area? I'd say um, using my hands inside the box, um, you know, just recognizing um, different keys, different tendencies. Um, and yeah, it's just, it just a different, it's different playing in space inside the box. So just working on my footwork, um, just different, different techniques inside the box. Left, what? what's wrong? <laughs> like, I would love for we have to get a player and be like, you know what, I need to work on playmaking. You know, I missed the tackle, but I'm 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 gonna try to shoot the gap, take a risk here and there. But when you start telling me, oh, I need to work on my hand fighting, or I need to work on my hand placement, my footwork in the box. No, you don't. That's what the coach is telling you. And a lot of that is being overly smart in the position. Can you shed the block and get the tackle? Let's talk about that. Yeah, I need to uh, work on my shedding and tackling better. That's good for the fans. That's good for me. But don't start talking like you over my head, like it's 3D chess, and you, oh, I got to work on the footwork and the inside and the knowing my alignments and measurements. No, you don't. Because when the ball snaps, guess what? You got to go look for the ball and go tackle it. You're not thinking about no ladder drills and no left hand, right hand stab with the under. You're not thinking of all that. And that tells me that you're thinking on the field. There's no way you're thinking about all that stuff right before the snap. Give me like, okay, snap, break on the football, make a play. We we celebrate, and then I'll go to film later and talk about mm-hmm. what I do. 
when you in the in the in the interview talking about all these little things you got to work on, I don't feel like you're gonna play soon. Because it seemed like you asking for what to do every play or you're not confident in what you're doing. Like Jalen Sneed, I'm sure his interview is probably like, yeah, I'm learning stuff here and I'm getting better. Like, I can't give you a dissertation on all the things it takes to be a linebacker, but shit, like, if a guy got the ball near me, I'm making something happen. Like <laughs> every, every player in the linebacker room has to be super cerebral. Every, every, everybody, every linebacker in Notre Dame has to be super cerebral. Everybody got to know what the, pe- the team thinking before they – come on. A super smart. You know what linebacking is? This is what Pete Burson said on our show. Read and react. That's it. People, people got to understand that being super cerebral is an aspect that you use when everything else isn't at the same level. If you're not the strongest linebacker in the group, or the best tackler, then start talking about, oh, I need to be cerebral. Then start talking about, oh, I need to work on technique. If you're not the most athletically gifted linebacker, then you start talking about, yeah, I need to work on my hand placement. Da, 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 da. If you, we got guys that are talented. Nolan Ziegler is talented. I think that if he's more cerebral, he's he's less of a productive player, in my opinion. Because I think his size and speed and length, you know, you'll learn stuff as you get experience. But you're not going to have all the experience before you get into an experience. You're not going to be able to operate. Man, look, someone in the chat earlier said it just sounds like there wasn't full buy-in last year, which probably they probably feel like they should have played. At least a little bit. I mean, yeah. You sitting there, you watching somebody on the sidelines, you like, man, I'm better than. I'm and better he's than playing him. over me because he knows more. Right. No. He can't go out there and make plays. He can't make plays. But he knows more. Giving up third and eight, but he's trusted more. He communicates better. Come on, that's corny, man. If he can't sack the quarterback in open field, I don't care how much he communicates. I don't care how much Jalen Sneed isn't in the right place. But Jalen Sneed made the best play of all game. Prince Colley makes plays, and who cares if he's in the wrong place? J.D. was in the right place in the Cal game and got a penalty for being overly smart. Pass interference, the game continues. So, no. That was a kind of that was a tough call against Cal, but I get your point. He has enough. We saw enough from JD Bertrand not making plays early in the season. As uh, you know, at some point you can try to make your players so smart that you make them slower. That's what it looked like in open space. I can see in open space tackles. Guys are thinking, "Oh, I lost contain. Oh, I should have played the box better. Oh, I should have did this. I should have did that." Now we. Missing tackles in the open field. Yeah. Blowing by guys on pass rushing blitzes and stuff. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's Prince Collins, as you mentioned, I'm talking about uh, what's it been like in the second year under Al Golden and, and building with Coach Golden. We're building on it. Um, now I'm expected to, to know a little more, do a little more, you know, uh, things like that. So we're, we're growing, both of us. Being an experienced guy in that room now, how has that benefited you uh, along with the other guys? Yeah, so, you know, I've been here for a few years and now, um, I'm able to help the young guys understand the playbook, so I'm able to teach it, and that gives me a better understanding. So it's really beneficial for both of us. How beneficial is it just that the playbook's the same for you two years in a row? Absolutely, it doesn't has a chance. Um, that's that's huge. Uh, you get comfortable with it. You get comfortable making checks and things like that, and doing things you're expected to do. So you just get comfortable. So is everybody making checks? The safeties are making checks. The linebackers are making checks. Are the quarterbacks making checks? See, see what's see what's so crazy about the Prince College story is that how did he get so old to where he's teaching guys now? I thought his whole thing was that he's so young that he's just trying to get into it and learn. Now he's an old dude teaching younger dude. When did when did he when when did that happen? When did Prince College go from the young superstar talent coming in? He just needs to be know a little bit more, trusted a little bit more. He's just a deer in the headlights because he's young. Now he's in an interview three or four years later talking about, I've been here for a while. I'm still learning. Uh, now I'm learning so much to where I'm teaching guys that I wasn't even here mm. before me when I was learning then. So I'm no. learning it now. I'm learning now. But now on top of me learning, I'm teaching other dudes and still ain't playing. Is he going to get a degree in football or he going to play football? He All he's doing is learning and studying and taking tests and and checks and and, nah, and balances. But when is Prince Collie going to play some football? When is he going to have a stat line of over 50 tackles in a season? Is he going to be trusted when he's walking out the door with a diploma? When is he going to be trusted to play? I'm tired of hearing Prince Collie interviews of four years of learning some shit or, 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 or trying to learn a technique or still getting on the speed. Give me a Prince Collie interview. Was like, man, are you excited to make another hundred tackle season? You, How you are you know, gonna get better? Look, if you told me we were a Big Ten West team that lacked athleticism, had to be super smart to compete and work together to be a defense, then I would be cool. We're saying we need to be super cerebral. We need to know the formations. We need to anticipate like crazy. I'm all for that. 
All right. You don't recruit the way you recruited Notre Dame to then play where it's checks over here, they're checking on the back end, they're checking at the linebackers. Four or five people checking. We're missing tackles here. Missing tackles here. Look, man, you go to the Gator Bowl for the first quarter. They couldn't line up. They didn't know checks. All of this stuff, and nobody knows what the heck is going on. Now, you saw once they figured out what the heck they were supposed to do, as far as lining up, they could play. It's just too, that's too much at times, man. It's too much. What are we? A lot of it, and a lot of it comes from at the end of the day. Is it's, it's the it's the belief that if you've gotten into this school, you can take way more than a regular football player can take. And that's not always necessarily needed and it's not always necessarily true. Hmm. I think if we look at any of these Alabama and Georgia defensive interviews or media days, first of all, they're not getting them questions. Second of all, their responses ain't overthought out. Oh, Nick Saban, he's my undying trust and belief that he's telling me the right thing. Is we went out there, we worked our freaking butts off. I'm hurting, I'm tired, but I know I'm gonna be ready for Saturday. They're not talking about everybody needs to sit in the trust circle and and have dissertations over plays. Will Anderson ain't talking about, oh, I need to work on my hand placement and working with my guys, communicating, and what? Will Anderson's like, yeah, I'm looking to hit 25 sacks. How am I splitting double teams? What am I doing to work on my other parts of my game? So we're consumed in the knowledge of football instead of the, the actual investment of producing on the field. You know what's crazy about that left? I'm sitting up here listening to draft evaluations. And they're breaking down players that are going to be drafted in the first and second round. And they're breaking down their fundamentals. He can do a better job of hand placement. He can do a better job of shedding blocks. But yet still, he's getting drafted in the first round or the second round. You know why? Because despite all of that, it's spot on. The one thing he did was produce. Yeah, kids are gonna spend their entire career in Notre Dame right. working on fundamentals. That's what you warm up to every practice, working on fundamentals. At the end of the day, can you produce and make plays? Find your playmakers, man. Be excited as a coach about your playmakers. Be excited about Jalen Sneed. What has you excited about this defense? Jalen Sneed, Jordan Taylor. Give us some Benjamin names. You've given us intangibles. Give us some names. Because you, if you don't give us names, that don't make it feel like you're paying attention. Fundamentals? Now, now you sound like Eric Hansen. There's a lot of fundamentals that were put on display at this Notre Dame practice that I only get to see 30 minutes of. Give us some names now. You definitely sound like the media. You definitely sound like the media. Come on. That's, I'm going to say – Hey, I know y'all may not know this, but Maris in there working with me after practice every day. He's going to be ready. 
Thank I know you. y'all not around, but Jalen Sneed, he he ain't gonna be the same Jalen Sneed. I see him in the weight room. That's being excited about what you got, not being like, all right, guys, I've evaluated the whole group and it looks like we're pretty excited. I could have <laughs> told you that. Man, Prince Collie. Yo, let's end this on a high note. What defensive lineman in front of you has you excited? See, he needs to talk to Al Golden. Here's another question. Who has you excited on the defensive line, Prince Collin? Harold Cross. In front of you on the defensive line so far. Defensive line? Uh, I'm kind of biased. Uh, Jason Andre, uh, he's, he's really stood out to me. Um, they just can't block him. Um, that's really it. That's really it. So. See? Clear cut. Clear cut. See? What excites now you? Who excites you in front of you, Chris Collie? Who? Now that's exciting. That's some insight. That's some news. That's how you answer a question. That's how you know that what you're saying, you really mean it. He ain't waste no time beating around the bush talking about some trust. Talking about some, we're working on it together. He said, man, man Jason Onye, man. They can't block him. He didn't oh, say nothing man. about Jason Onye needs to work on no footwork or no technique. And he got a couple of slips, but he needs to. He said, man, they can't block the dude. Next, next question. Who who are you excited about D line? Jason I, he's a beast. Next question. You ask Al Go, who are you excited about? Well, you know, everybody's communicating well. Uh I look on my roster, I got X, Ramon Henderson. Um, I got oh yeah, these guys, they all excited to learn. Prince Collie doing this thing. Prince Collie, who are you excited about up front? Man, that man Jason I a beast. They can't do nothing with that man. I don't, you know. Prince Collie, how you feel excited working with Al Golden in the defense? Well, you know, um, learning every day. I got everybody's phone numbers. We call, talk to each other on the phone. Um, a lot of checks and balances. Um, we do our homework together. Um, I've been here for five years. I'm still learning. I don't know if they know I know anything yet, but. You see how it's so different? But you say, hey, who you excited in front of you, man? Jason I am easy. <laughs> he didn't say Riley Mills. He didn't man. try to lump in the other D linemen and say they're looking together. He said, Jason Onye. He's the you guy. Know, they all look good, honestly. Man, they yeah. all look good. They're all doing a good job. No, that cat said, I'm biased. First I'm and a, last name. I'm going to tell you who's killing it. I'm gonna Jason Onye. They can't they block say, him. He said, I don't know if you heard, but that <laughs> man, Jason Onye, can't block him. The mother dudes is good. Yeah. You know, but so that's what I'm looking for going into the spring game. Jason Onye. I ain't looking for all yes. the people. I'm looking for Jason Onye. Right? So now everybody that's been worried about the defensive line, you have one bright <laughs> spot that's been given to you by Prince College. Not by the coach. No. Who was directly asked what excites you about your defense? He said a person. See, that's answering the question. It, don't say what, say who. That's what they should ask. I'll go who? Who's who 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 who? With some owls and maybe Al Golden, maybe Al Golden leaves practice when we leave practice as the media. Yeah, he's like, oh, because all we really all we really see is like 
the drills and the shell drills. We don't get to see Stuff the practice. Oh, yeah. they look like they're communicating. Right, well. right. They're working well as a unit. Right. Doing when, he says, when he says, look, I'm excited about the fundamentals. Like, you watching them stretch like us? That Get off the snap. You <laughs> The warm-up drills where they get off the snap and work the bags and stuff. Oh, man. Look, man. Great show. Recruiting news. Big weekend. First full practice we get to watch. I'm excited, love. Super excited, man. Can I tell you who's going to be in the town of South Bend? You're going to have defensive back who's already committed, Leonard Moore, and defensive back committed in 24, Carson Hobbs. Both of the defensive back commits will be in town. Andrew Sprague out of Kansas City, offensive tackle, 2024. He'll be in a place to be. Darian Mayo, also a 24. The, the Smith brothers, Jacob and Jared from Connecticut, 24 guys, 24 targets. They'll be in the place to be. The, these next two names left, Aaron Scott. You should know him. One of your Ohio boys. Yes, sir. 24. He'll be there with Caleb Beasley out of Tennessee, who's currently a Tennessee commit. Yes, number sir. one defensive back in the nation will be at Notre Dame's practice on April the 1st. You see, you see, you see what Ben Robert Ben Ben the Robert Morrison does for you? You see what Dude. having a freshman All-American does for you? Why are we getting all these DB guys coming in? For what? We ain't a DB Ooh. school. We ain't been good Ooh. at DBs for the last what 10 years? <laughs> now we just getting. Number one visits. Why? Yeah. We 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 known for running and, and you know blocking. Yeah. See 25, 25 quarterback Deuce Knight. Lefty's gonna be in the place to be Ryan G. This is his second time in Notre Dame. He's coming back. He came with his mother last week. He had such a great time that he's coming back this weekend with his dad. That's a tight end of 25. We already, we already, class. Mom, we already, mom said, I'm good. I don't need that. Sounds, that sounds like I need dad. I need you to, to uh, oh, come dad, see come this because I'm ready to commit. Oh, dad, that sounds on, like man. I'm ready to commit. That's what yeah, it sounds mom like. Mom already said I could. Just go right. on. Just, right. Just go <laughs> right. see, man. I'm telling you, mom loved it. She loved it. Right, right, right. Offensive tackle Jake Cook. He'll be back for a second time. He doesn't have an offer yet. But he's still coming back, 25 class. Remington Moss, cornerback, another DB in the 25 class. He doesn't have an offer yet, but he'll be there on Saturday. And then there are visitors on Friday as well, left. Jackson Pyatt, linebacker from the class of 26. He doesn't have an offer. David Washington, wide receiver. Man, you'll love this kid. He is a big kid from out west, big physical wide receiver. He'll be there on Friday. Caleb Brewer. From Wyoming, Pennsylvania, is a must-get on the offensive line in this class. You love his film, left. He was playing tight end. He was doing everything. Penn State, Notre Dame probably comes down between those two teams. He's on campus on the 31st. Kevin Haywood, another offensive lineman from the 24 class, a target. He'll be there along with linebacker Cole Sullivan from the 24 class. He'll be there on Friday as well. So, Another huge recruiting weekend in South Bend. Huge recruiting weekend in South Bend. Notre Dame hopefully knocks it out of the park the same way they did it last weekend. Great show, Lev. That's right. 
You know what time it is. Petticoat. 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 Junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? did all of that <laughs> oh man petty junction petty story today brought to you by Nora whiskey at norwhiskey.com and premium american whiskey at norwhiskey.com i set this up by saying the bulls went to staples center and embarrassed lebron james and the lakers and his return on sunday and the lakers kind of returned the favor last night at the united center Why and pat bev did a spin move in the fourth quarter and kind of did the sign that LeBron was too small as he defended him. Really? So it's only right. It's only right. <laughs> it's only right. Man. It's only right that LeBron comes back in front of, man, this is embarrassing. In front of, look, let me set the stage. Patrick Beverly's mom, he's from Chicago. She has front row seats to every game. And we're putting LeBron on the petty train because you just do not do this to a grown man in front of his mama. Damn, on the basketball man. court, you gotta learn, man. But oh man, and that is indeed the case for Reeves. Hell no, hell no, hell no. Beverly was pumped faking, could not get LeBron in the air. Now we'll take a long one. Rebound, yeah, love, yeah, love. What are you yeah. doing to this grown man? Now, mind you, his mother is literally sitting like, hell no. His mother sits. You see what D'Angelo Russell is looking at? You see where D'Angelo Russell is looking? That's where his mom sits. Don't even think about it. Look, I've never do. Yesterday's price, and that is indeed the case for Reeves. Hell no. Hell no. Beverly was close to making it, but not get LeBron in the air. Now we'll take a long one. Rebound. Why would you do that? You damn right. Why would you do that to that man? I didn't think about it neither. You better not think about it. Ah, Ah, send it home. Ah, send it to the rafters. Messing with me, man. Oh, my God. LeBron, you a damn fool. LeBron James to the petty train for that, man. No, he needs it. What you mean? You didn't see what Pat did tomorrow, wagging his fingers. Man, I well, did not did I not put Pat Bev on the petty train? <laughs> he did it. He did it the same game. He tomorrow. Man, if I'm LeBron, I'm dunking on him in front of his mom. Mm. Man, you tell a grown man, hell no. Hell Three no. times. Yep. <laughs> Pat Bear better learn. Come on. Man, Good look. D. Good D, Bron. Lock up. We'll see you tomorrow for another great show. Most of all, make sure you spend it different today. <laughs> Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. 
a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.